0: I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, featuring a conversation with Massimo Buster Manali, the founder and creative force behind one of the most innovative design brands in recent years, Buster & Punch. Buster & Punch is the luxury home fashion label born out of a love of home, fashion, metalwork, and motorcycles. Manali is part fashion designer, craft metal worker, and mad scientist. Buster & Punch is one of the most impactful new home design brands. It's not really new, but it will be new to many of you hearing this uh, and hearing my interview with Massimo. It's impactful for a number of reasons, not the least of which is it takes an artistic approach to the work that blends machine-worked industrial lines and fine art This is a fearless luxury home brand that demands attention yet works flawlessly with so many different styles of design and architecture. Full disclosure, I'm a fan. I have Buster and Punch pieces in my home. My absolute favorite, the light bulbs that are installed in a suspended Jamie Young piece hanging in our kitchen. I I look at this piece every day. And it makes me smile. It just makes me happy. So I'm a fan off the bat, and I think you will be as well after hearing about Buster and Punch from Massimo himself. This is Massimo Bustermanali, founder of Buster and Punch. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner. While the Walker Zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work, there's far more to it than that. Yes, that promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But at the heart is a family-owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces for a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects do their best work for their clients. Walker Zanger started in 1952. And they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan, a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create and they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online walkerzanger.com. And it's interesting too, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. I've been a fan of the product since I saw it. I saw it here at West Edge for the first time.
1: That's right, we did, uh, we did West Edge two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah.
0: And um, I, it's funny because every year you do something different with the presentation. Two years ago, you had the motorcycle out.
1: Yeah. Which is cool. We normally roll the motorbike out, but... Do you? Yeah, actually, we couldn't be bothered to bring it this year, so that's the reason okay. why it's not on the stand, but... Okay. Yeah, we, we've gone for the living room vibe this year. All right. Um, I think two years ago, because we had the spot right next to the toilet, we needed a, we needed a show's piece. <laughs> so that's why the motorbike was there.
0: You know what, though? it's <laughs> The motorbike next to the toilet, you're, you're, it's, you know...
1: You notice it. You notice it. You notice it on the way back, because everyone's just... Pump into the toilet on the way there but it was a good show
0: but i i digress (laughs) the the brand itself here's what i love about the brand you know exactly what this brand is you do and when people see it for the first time they recognize it when they see it again they know exactly what it is to me that's the sign of a of a well-ideated brand and then i what i do is i try to go through the process and figure out where where did that come from where did that idea come from? Who was the creator of it? And then I see a guy like you, who started in the fashion side of things, and after you know, home design is actually fashion for the home anyway. So I just find the whole I find the whole process interesting. How did you go? Well, I wanted to ask you how you got into fashion
1: to begin with. We are inspired by fashion, but I wasn't in fashion. I've, I'm an architect by trade. Yeah, and so well, I'm,
0: yeah. Hold on, let me back up a second, right?
1: <laughs> because
0: the fashion is the inspiration for the brand, right?
1: Right, is that yeah. Not the,
0: do I have that totally backwards? Uh, so
1: You might have it totally backwards. I mean, we're, we're, uh, you know, the, the short story is that I'm an architect by trade. Uh, you know, I've, I've been an architect for 10 years before I, I started making products. Um, I kind of got a little bit fed up with the whole architecture industry. It's very slow, and I'm a very fast-paced person. Um, So sort of by night I kind of became slowly obsessed with making motorbikes and making things and I started to to basically make and sell motorbikes on the side while I was doing my day job as an architect and we used to sell and make bikes for a lot of London's rock stars and fashion designers and interesting people Um, and those interesting people then asked me to make things for their home because they knew I was an architect. So that's kind of how... Buster and Punch started it's like this strange love child between architecture and motorbikes and subcultures and it's a very London thing so I think think we're very much inspired or I am personally by the subcultures of my city be it fashion be it music be it motorbikes be it street art Um, I've always been obsessed not just with the product but kind of the DNA and brand that surrounds it and what is that thing that makes a person want it although it's something that you can buy everywhere it, it, does that kind of make sense so so actually the where the where the, the company actually really started was one of the rolling stones asked me to make a toilet roll holder so having bought a bike they asked me to make a toilet roll holder and it was that sort of penny drop moment that I was like hang on no one's doing these very boring things for the home uh things that you kind of forget about no one's injecting life, lifestyle, an exciting story around them. And so, uh, you know, that was kind of how the company started. I wanted to take these very mundane details that kind of are the last thing on everyone's shopping list when they build houses or think about spaces and kind of make them cool, exciting, must-haves, kind of change people's perception of of do I want to have a door handle in the same way that I want to buy a handbag? You know, and I think that's where the fashion sensibility comes in. You know, interiors has always been a kind of lagging industry. So fashion, music has been streaks ahead in terms of understanding what consumers want, understanding what buttons to press to get people excited. Interiors has always existed on white pages in magazines, you know. And finally, in the last sort of five years we're seeing starting to catch up with with things like fashion so i always look at fashion and try and apply it to selling interior products basically do you know so it's really interesting
0: i don't know if i if i made up the whole fashion thing or maybe it's just that i've sort of can i've manufactured it in my own head because when i see the product so it's interesting for me because i started the podcast Mm. my background's in broadcast yeah. and I worked for Playboy for a number of years and I built their on-demand radio platform that's
1: funny because I am a Playboy So you are I heard that <laughs> no not at all I know I heard that too my so, wife will kill me for that
0: so um, what's interesting is it's fine no. it's all good <laughs> I do this in noisier places it would amaze you okay um, What's what's really interesting, so my background's in broadcast. So traditional broadcast, because nobody ever saw it, it was made with things that nobody was ever supposed to see. Mm. Ugh. You know, matte black, rolled metal, just not nice. It's It's not nice. It's not good to look at. It's not fun to be at. And when you're trying to be creative, there's no creative influence behind that, right? So design has become very, especially product design, very glitzy, depending on the times. And so when I first saw what you do and what you make, here's what I noticed. Tactile. The colors are somewhat industrial. It's fairly aggressive. And I instantly fell in love with it. I saw it um, after West Edge. I saw it installed in a project. It was a, it was a collective um, a dispensary, mm. a weed dispensary yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in, right. in the valley. Julia Wong Design, yeah, Julia's a right. friend of the show. And, um, and by the way, you worked on her kitchen. I'm, I'm going to actually come back to that in a minute. Okay. But Julia incorporated Buster & Punch into the collective. And a couple of things really struck me. First of all was I'd never seen a, a dispensary designed like that before i mean i grew up in southern california where you had the the classic head shop yeah you know where you didn't see what was inside it was by design grimy. yeah yeah <laughs> but this was amazing Yeah, yeah and yeah. it was just high style and it reminded me of like a well-crafted motorcycle that's what i thought of when i first saw it and the more i see what's interesting for you is you didn't you didn't just stop with one product you kept rolling out new designs that are remarkably consistent in nature, but they're still different enough that one can incorporate them into the design. And maybe that's how I manufactured the whole fashion thing. Is that that your intent?
1: Yeah, I I think the the fashion thing's very astute because that's, I mean, essentially, where how we're set up is that one, we make a horizontal range much like our fashion house will do as in, we don't just do lighting, we do lighting, we do light switches, we do door handles, we do all the bits that yes you forget but also that you touch every day or that you look at every day um, and what we've done is is especially up until now as we've kind of had a first season or a first look of products um, and we're, we're basically renowned for this cross nail pattern which we put on all of our products which is essentially something that we um that we invented um others have followed but we invented it and it's a pattern that basically um um, has come from motorbike manufacturing when i used to make handlebars and motorbikes and and foot pegs and it's a pattern that shows that we're using solid metal so that comes back to this idea of the weight and quality of the products so i think a lot of young designers where they don't quite elevate from being a good product to being a successful product is they don't think about the packaging, how it feels in someone's hand, how fun, how someone sees it on social media, what the brand does to them. And these are all things that essentially are the building blocks of fashion brands. So we set up like that. So not only have we got products that look great, in photos, when you pick them up, they're solid metal, they're very heavy, you think quality. It comes in a box that you would expect a handbag to be in and not a toilet roll holder. You know, and it's all these sorts of things that are trigger points for consumers to, to, to you, you can't just, you need to keep hitting them around the head with a really exciting, compelling product, design, story, content, packaging, you know, and that's how fashion houses have become so big and that's kind of how we set up and that's why everything does have a red thread in it but they're all kind of different in their own right um and so yeah i I think you're very street we 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 do try and operate in many respects like a fashion house yeah
0: okay off the fashion thing for a minute here's what else i think is really cool very unique definitely distinctive and different so pegs on a motorcycle yeah right tactile that 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 feel the way they're designed. Yeah. Why are they designed that way?
1: Well, I mean, that cross nail technique has been it's it's designed on our handlebar too for grip. I know. Well, okay. Um, so wait,
0: so, yeah. but that's why I'm going there because it was designed that way for grip because yeah. mud, yeah, grime. It was meant so that rubber sole doesn't slip off. Yeah. It was meant so that so that slippery hand doesn't slip off. Here's the thing. So, uh, as a as a podcaster, you know, for me, audio is really important. A, a knob that's completely smooth, I mm. slip off it. I don't have that control. Yeah. If you're home, if you're an entertainer, and you're working the you're working the lights at home, it's the same feel. You don't want that hard, harsh change when you. And it sounds like such a small thing, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's by design. Yeah. And it's it's very distinctive, and it actually provides a certain level of control that that traditional products in that space don't
1: offer. Yeah, I mean, we we you know we we are famed for this cross nail tactile pattern that we have in all our products, um, and also what we're kind of known for is this idea of being very analog, and especially in a sort of world where people live on their phones. Um, like smart tech, they want to control everything from a blink of an eye, you know, we kind of champion that idea of that connection between you and a light switch. When you put the lights on, it goes click and the lights go on. You know, it's kind of like a very old fashioned notion, but something that everyone can kind of um, respond to and relate to. You know, and we've just launched our new US electricity light switch range at the show here. Um, And everyone has just been literally obsessed with flicking the lights switch up and down up and down up and down And it's that sort of like very basic sound and noise and Motion of quality that we try and put into our products So we are you know, these are things that everyone touches all the time, you know So on our box we actually say what is the average you're going to touch this product? You know during the day and that kind of like the penny drops. Oh, I never knew that I'm gonna use my door handle 20 times a day, I better get a good one. You know, and it's and, and it, and we're sort of doing this last frontier of interior products that people have kind of forgotten about. Uh, and that's where it's quite exciting, and for us, again, going back to kind of the fashion thing and the music thing, we kind of take, the product is quite boring in type, and we're not scared of saying, listen, a doorstop isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but we try and also, do the most exciting content and we associate with it for example when we launched our light switch range in england we did a rap video and we launched on spotify you know and it's these sorts of things that jar and make people sit up and go either i really hate that or that's super cool and also what we're trying to do is kind of get a much younger audience people that don't own flats they don't own houses into this world because actually a lot of the brands or I'd say 90% of the brands and designers they design product or they talk to an age or a group of people that do have homes that are kind of um, slowly aging and I'm not saying they're designed for for old OAPs but you know it's sort of a subject that in in interiors people don't talk about how do we how do we get young people involved in in this industry how do we get 18 year olds wanting to become kitchen designers you know all these sorts of things so we do a bunch of content and interesting media, rap videos. We do jewelry, we've launched boots at Fashion Week, we do clothing, you know, so that people can get into the brand and kind of like get into this world. You know, and another, another thing that we kind of have always done as a brand is that we have kind of traditionally turned our back on interior press or interior marketing because we want to talk to people that like fashion, that like music, that like motorbikes, you know. And I think the world is, it's a much bigger place when you start to do that, and it's a much more interesting place. The good news is, interiors is getting there, and it is a lot, it's, a, it's much more exciting now than it was five years ago. People understand the power of, of people, of social media, of what a brand means, uh, you know, and all these things, and, and kind of the product is just one small piece of this puzzle, so um, yeah, I mean, coming back to fashion again, I think <laughs> nail on the head, you okay, know.
0: Okay. Well, here's the, here's the other thing too, and and for you, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting for me to sort of take this journey with you because mm. I've seen I've seen the company develop over a course of two years. We're a young company, you know. You you are, and it's really interesting too because I was recently introduced to your um, to the lighting collection. Yep. So the light bulbs, the light bulbs you've got the modern technology with the old-style feel, and what's interesting is you've, you've got the switches that, if it's dimmable, and you've got that tactile, really super grip feel to it, you can work that dimmable light bulb, that dimmable LED, which is uncommon, and it's unusual to yeah. be able to work it so precisely. At the same time, you've got other companies like... Um, gen air for example so gen air's models starting about a year and a half ago maybe close to two years ago with the matte black and the leather fronts and the the whole almost motorcycle feel to it right Mm -hmm. with the with the studs on it they wanted to turn refrigerators into motorcycles yeah and i don't mean that in a bad way at all and i'm not mocking it i actually appreciate the effort not everything that's done can be done to perfection the first time. Sometimes it takes time for the concept to develop, but for you and having North American sales efforts where you're, you're especially, you know, especially in the States mm. where you're, you're pushing a, a line and you're a young company, to see bigger companies almost following you in, in so far as the, the, the style and the fashion element, yeah. it's gotta feel kinda good.
1: Uh. Are you saying when people copy us, it feels good? No, 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 <laughs> no. no. Cut. Yeah. No no, uh, no. Uh, no, no,
0: because... Wait, wait, wait. Because I... I tell me your pers- perspective on this too, because I feel that there is a difference between copying inspired by and following a trend that seems to be developing and perhaps one taking a tact this way and one taking a tact that way, but still
1: following a trend. Yeah, I, I mean, for us for me personally authenticity is a massive massive buzzword for me uh if some if a product or a brand isn't authentic i think that the consumers turn off straight away you know i've lived in a motorbike garage i've been making motorbikes all my all my life our products are a continuation of those processes and what i was passionate about then um, and that's kind of why they have a nod back to motorbikes there i'm not a fan of sort of themed pastiche or, um, you know, some sort of luxury company trying to do street fashion or whatever it might be because I think the authenticity isn't there, and that's something that young designers and young companies have this sort of upper edge against their much bigger counterparts because you can't manufacture, um, you know starting life in a tiny motorbike garage in East London you just can't manufacture those stories so being young we have that sort of like secret weapon that we we're authentic we're kind of um, real and necessary um, we're I hate the word cool but at the moment we're on the cool side of design and I mean cool always goes but but I think that yeah I think that um, hmm I think that that's why we that's why I personally like to be inspired by my city rather than one thing in it. You know, the moment you go, we're motorbike, it just beats motorbike all the time. Or we're rock and roll, right, they're just rock and roll, rock and roll, rock You, you know, it's so much more refreshing if you can be a brand that can change your story. Um, you know, much like people, you know, people have become bigger in brands. Kim Kardashian is bigger than Nike in many respects, yeah? Because, people want to watch them. They want to watch them fall over. They want to watch them do great things, do bad things, change all the time. It's like watching a TV program. You don't want it just to be the same thing week after week after week, and it gets a bit better, a bit better, a bit better. So we sort of, I like to be associated with an evolving thing, which is London, which is the subcultures in London, because it means that we can be different things. You know, we've got ranges coming out that are more elegant. They're more fashion sens- sensibility. Um, we've got ranges that um, you know they're not just associated with motorbikes so that was kind of like our first album and now we're sort of moving on to interesting second albums and third albums okay
0: so wait a minute I love that you said that right because you kind of you kind of went where I was hoping you'd go that's your first album yeah you can have a hit that's a first album the 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 second album the big is the one always the toughest
1: and then you're dead by the third right Bru- okay unless yeah. you're the stones <laughs> yeah, that's true no, no but
0: it's true the the second the second record is always the toughest because you have the fan base that you've created over time mm. that has gotten to know your product and then you have the desire to try to expand and reach a new fan base which is really interesting and something that you've done strategically, I think is is really smart. Uh, and it goes back to one of my favorite designers, which is Julia Wong. So working with her in that, in that dispensary, but then you, you also, and a dispensary, you know, to some people outside of LA, that's incredibly cutting edge because mm-hmm. they don't have dispensaries yet in their hometown. But to work with her on her kitchen project um, and her style matched with your style, I, I just, I see the partnership. I see how something like that opens it up mm. to a, a, a new group. But at the same time, I feel like that not pacifies your, the current fan base, but almost, um, what's the word? It, it almost galvanizes the reason why they fell in love with you in the first place. Do you view it that way or are they on separate paths?
1: No, I mean, you know, if you're building a brand, it needs to be one huge thing, right? So when you come to a trade show, it's dark, we've got whiskey serving, you know, everything's shiny. Um, and that's kind of, you know, if we were a candy shop, that's what we would look like. But the reality is that these products need to work in people's homes, in restaurants, they need to work on their own. They can't always work with each other. And I think that's where we found real success is our products are from a brand and end consumer sensibility very different and maybe more rock and roll and exciting but when you actually place them they're very placeable you know? and I think you know, Julia's a great example um, our hardware looks great in a dispensary as it does in a Malibu beach house as it does in a New York apartment you know. and that's kind of the real test of good design is that you know, when you take it out of your manufactured habitat does it stack up And, I mean, so far, Touch, Teak, it does snack up, you know. And I think our second album is really exciting for me as a designer. We've spent, you know, a good two years bringing all of our European-UK range to the States. Finally, we've brought our much-anticipated electricity range, our lighting ranges, our door handle ranges, are all online now. You can buy them. We ship out of Phoenix. You know, the States is a very, very exciting market and opportunity for us and so now the second album is finally all the new stuff which will start coming out early next year Um, we've got new hardware new lighting new finishes some oh sorry some really sort of unexpected materials and i think as with any second album there needs to be some familiarity you know so there's certain finishes that follow through from what we have at the moment so they're just addition pieces and there needs to be some sort of product that is uber exciting, looks like no other product out there and we've got that as well. You know, and I think in in the modern age of design, especially product design, there's so much of it. You know, a lot of people design chairs for chair's sake and lights for light's sake. And for me as a designer, it's really important to trailblaze in terms of design, I have to have you know, product that hasn't been done before, doesn't look like what you would expect, it needs to shock in the same way as it excites, you know, and I think far too many designers sort of just pull up Pinterest boards and work off that, whereas I'm very much someone that will work from a dark room and a sketch pad. So I think there's some really exciting stuff to come from us, but there's some really exciting stuff that's just landed light switches you guys have got the worst light switches anywhere <laughs> in the States and uh, I think I think you know we've got a few game-changing products that are, are, are out there now
0: so absolutely true the switches are the worst <laughs> um, I don't but, get it <laughs> well you know what's interesting too and just to sort of turn it back on the sales side for a minute it's got to be incredibly exciting so LA New York San Francisco Miami, okay, I get it. Super sexy. They always, it's, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not. But when you start thinking about Dallas, mm. Houston, Texas, Austin, Texas, Memphis, you know, when you start thinking about the flyover states and selling to people in Ohio, mm. you know, selling to people who have never even conceived of a, of a concept or an idea or a product like yours, mm. that's got to be
1: exciting. It is exciting. I, th- I think, you know, that's, that's where I get really excited with products, is the idea that you can design something in your bedroom with a mobile phone, if you're a young designer, take a photo of it, put it on social media, and you can affect people in Dallas, Alabama, wherever it might be, yeah. you know, and that for me is why I'm so drawn to products and was not so, you know, that, that justifies me moving away from architecture, is this idea that you can affect people in the other side of the world with um, product that you've poured 100% of yourself into. It hasn't been filtered by everyone saying, can you do it black? Can you do it blue? I want this one. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the beauty of product. And I kind of hate the word product because it's always very selly, selly, selly. But it's also a very pure sense of design in terms of people do design product for themselves you know, as designers and there's no one to tell them, otherwise, unless you're in much larger companies. Um, and I think that's that that's part of the, the, the sort of magic of Buster and Punch, you know, we're a very young company, all the products out there, um, you know, a lot of it is stuff that the larger companies were trying to do, things like our light bulb, you know, that almost killed us, I had to mortgage my house, you know, blood, sweat, tears, everything went into that light bulb. When we were the first people to launch the world's first designer LED light bulb in Milan. All the big light bulb manufacturers are trying to do it, and we did it. And and the only way you can do that as a small company is by being crazy, being stupid, thinking outside of the box. You know, everyone was trying to manipulate the light itself, whereas we manipulated the shell around it. Um, and I think I think you know that is that's yeah, that's that's part of the magic of being young and naive and stupid. You know, and that charm is in buster and punch and i hope it never leaves you know i don't want us to be this sort of super slick thing that always works we kind of need to have some some exciting things that work some that don't you know and kind of keep that naivety yeah
0: well yeah and i just think that the beauty in the artful mistakes and the, the mistake isn't the product itself the mistake is thinking that you could do it where ultimately you do it, but once you do it, you didn't realize it was gonna it was gonna be as hard as you can. And you talk about the light bulbs. I mean, it's not often that you talk about an LED light bulb being sexy, right? Yeah. But but yours is the 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 vertical filament. I don't even know. You don't call it a filament, but the the vertical the nature. Light of... Light pipe, we call it. Light that's it. That's the pipe, marketing I totally, term. I totally learned something, <laughs> right? So the the vertical nature of a light pipe, repeating. In a classic shell of a bulb, yeah, that's also dimmable, and it comes in so many different options. That's not readily available here elsewhere. You're not going to Home Depot and buying a bulb like that.
1: No, you're not. I mean, uh, the, the 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 I mean, the problem with light bulbs, or before we designed it, that everyone fell in love with this Edison warm light, you know, and you saw it in every gastro pub and every place, and kind of people got sick of it, and I think. I think a lot of companies are trying to emulate that in led so copy it and this goes back to this idea of copying you know and uh, it kind of works but what we tried to do was try and you know what if we took that bulb into the future 40 years what would it look like and it's very much a fashion looking thing um we're very proud of it and um yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a scar as we say as a young company you know there's some product that's really easy to make and flies out door and some that's really hard but it's all part of your your makeup you know
0: i'm i'm so gonna quote you on that (laughs) and i'll credit you whenever i remember to um but while you were talking something i just sort of thought about is just you know the reason the switches are crap and the reason the outlets are so poorly done is because not ours,
1: huh? Not ours. No, no, no. <laughs> Just to clarify. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, traditional. The plastic stuff. Tra- yeah, yeah.
0: Traditional American outlets. Traditional yeah. American switches are crap. Yeah. And like you pointed out, and the the reason they are is because it was always an afterthought. Yeah. I find it artful that you decided to focus on something that was traditionally an afterthought to make really really unique and interesting and it goes back to the to the idea that on a motorcycle everything on a motorcycle by its very nature is important
1: yeah you know what Functional. I mean? yeah, yeah, it's not
0: like a car where you can yeah, kind of sure. hide some stuff that doesn't really yeah. need to be there.
1: There's but not you, much of it. It's all going to be good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And with this, you you took the same approach to something that was that was in the states at least an mm. afterthought, and you turned it into something that was fashionable and artsy and creative yeah. and unique. And I think that that's amazing. Yeah. Th- that's what that's what innovation is. And um, that being said, I'm I'm super excited to see what's next, and and also what your second album is going to
1: look Ooh. like. Second second album is well second album starts starts next year, early next year, um, and we've got some new hardware. We've got some new lighting ranges. Uh, we've got a bathroom range, um, so it's going to be good. And as I said, there's some some really interesting finishes that you've never seen before, and some materials that, that I don't think people have seen before. Um, a lot of it is is inspired by current culture and fashion and we go back to fashion again Um, but yeah it's going to be exciting Um, it's going to be exciting but I think you know we've always set ourselves up as kind of a classic brand so the second album needs to work in conjunction with the first uh, and it's been designed that way you know so people can just add rather than the, you know, it's not an iPhone. This is this is the same with the first stuff. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. But uh, you know, it's great to be in LA. It's great to be here in West Edge, and and um,
0: yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking the time.
1: Thank you very much. Cheers, Joss.
0: Thank you, Massimo. Great chat. I'm sorry we won't see each other at West Edge this year. But I am counting the days until 2021, and I think most of you listening to this are probably doing the same. Thank you, Walker Zanger, for your support of Convo by Design, and thank you for listening. Were it not for you, there would be no Convo by Design, so thank you. Speaking of which, make sure you are subscribing to the show everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find everything show-related at convobydesign.com. Be well, and until next week, keep creating.